I have an old Fabletic shorts that were really small. Okay. And they look like short shorts. So I put them on. Do we see like little Teddy poking through? <laughs> no, but it's just like really tight. And I'm just like, this will take five seconds. I'm going to go. I'm going to just open the door. So I open the door and I have these tight like like yoga pants, but they're shorts and they're super tight. And I am talking to these cops and the cops are like, well, we can talk in the street right now. It's like, okay, give me a minute. (laughs) I got to change into some respectable yoga (laughs) yoga pants shorts that are too tight. In a world where you only have trailers and posters to judge a movie, Jim and Ted strike out to answer the age-old question, will you see it? Ted, it is episode 221 this week, and I'm glad you indulged me. (laughs) So I heard rumors that you're going to Hawaii. Well, I think by the time this airs, I will be in the middle of our Hawaii trip. So exciting. The kids have spring break this week, so we are heading to Hawaii. Wait, spring break this week? I know. It's so early. Wow, that's early. So early, so early. Yeah. Um, but before before we do that, let's get into our beers. Yeah, for sure. What do you got? Yeah, what you what you got? I okay, I'll go first. You go first. You go first. I have a can of the brewery. And that brewery is spelled the B-R-U-E-R-Y. So that's the name of the brewery is the brewery? (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then they are in Placencia, California. Okay. So that's pretty local, right? Like that's, is that around here? Placencia, California? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Sounds like it's an afterbirth or something. (laughs) Well, let's hope the beer tastes better than that. Where do you live? I live in the afterbirth. (laughs) Um, And this, uh, this is a... Uh, Imperial Stout. It's called Oatmeal Raisin Cookie. Oatmeal Raisin Cookie. It's an Imperial Stout with raisin cinnamon. So it sounds kind of sweet and chocolate. Well, it doesn't really talk about chocolate. Or sweet anyway. Sweet. Yeah. Cinnamon, raisins, and vanilla. Oh. So let's see how how cookie-like this is. And you know, the Oatmeal Raisin Cookie is the healthy cookie of the cookie family. So they tell me. <laughs> yeah. How about you? What do you have? If you want to have a cookie. So what's the ABV on that? We're hitting it at 8.3. Ooh, 8.3. What you got? So I have one called Damnation. Oh, that's Belgian. Cool. Go ahead. Wait, you had this? Let me see. Is, is it the thing with the three? The three? Oh, that's different than the one I'm used to. Is it Russian River? Yeah, Russian River. Yeah, okay. They changed the logo then. Oh, you've had this. I think so. Okay, Damnation from Russian River, uh, Belgian-inspired golden ale, and uh, looks like it's coming in at about, uh, what did I see here? Oh, boy. Uh, Uh Uh-oh, glasses. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, seven and a half, maybe. Oh, I thought it was higher than that. Yeah, seven and a half. Nice. And it's a corked bottle. It's a 12-ounce cork. Wow, fancy. Yeah, so they tell me. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I love my Belgians, and that smells amazing. <laughs> or one of the next times you're going to be uh, doing your homebrew. Are you going to pull out your homebrew for a show? I bottled 
one last week we talked about mm-hmm. the milk stout. I'm going to give you a bottle and then we could have it together. Oh, then we'll do it together. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I'd rather do that so I can have it with you and you could give your notes. Perfect. That's great. Um, and then I have uh, the, kegged. the kegged double IPA that I've had a few off of. And wow, that one's robust. <laughs> well, it's it's almost eleven percent. Yeah, and just the hops and stuff. It's like it's huge. It's such a big beer, you know. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make a trip. I'm gonna make a trip up there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll <laughs> mellow up by the time you get here. But but yeah. So um, give me a tasting note or two. Yeah, I mean, it is definitely sweet. You know, it has all the notes. It has all the, you know. We talk about balance when we talk about our beers, and the oatmeal raisin cookie is a balanced cookie. You know what I mean? It's like it has very distinct flavors, and you know this this hits all those notes. So perfect, very very smooth um, stout. How about you? Wonderful. Yeah. No, this is uh, the damnation. I would say hits all the points of a Belgian golden ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is kind of the coriander banana you know sort of how those are and it's i mean it's so on target that they nailed it i mean like it's like a bullseye for a belgian gold nail i mean you you couldn't have gotten more belgiany and goldeny ale (laughs) as you know i'm not a fan of the belgians but of all the belgians i do like the golden ales you know that what's that dragon the 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 crazy D D A A K O N or something. It looks like a dragon or something. Have you seen that? The Belgian? Yeah, I have. I'm not really sure how to pronounce it. Yeah. But I will say though, the best beer I've ever had in the world is when I visited Belgium. <laughs> and I will tell you, when you can have Belgian ales in Belgium, yeah. it doesn't get any better than that. Awesome. Man, we were in like you know, Flemish land of Flanders and all that. <laughs> My goodness, it was so good. Yeah. If you can't hear, I'm a little bit raspy and stuff, and and uh, I've been sick all week. And yesterday, t- so we're, we're we are recording on Saturday, and typically we record on Friday. And last night I had no voice. And talking, I was losing, you know, like every few words I'd be coughing because my Ugh. throat would get really dry and stuff. So I thought, you know what, man, we got to record tonight. I feel great. Otherwise, it's just, man, I just lost my voice. But mm-hmm. came back about noon today and, uh, you know, after breakfast and coffee and stuff, maybe the hot <laughs> liquid did something. And so, yeah, if you hear me a little bit raspy and not sounding no worries. right or if, or if I chortle or something (laughs) then you know i might uh, that's that that's probably the reason but um yeah but yeah i tested for covid i'm negative for covid thankfully Mm -hmm. i mean it's like weird to think i gotta keep doing that stuff three years (laughs) later you know but you know it's the world we live in and uh i was negative so that's all good and that was last week i tested and yeah and the funny thing is me and tim caught the same thing same symptoms same everything mike and clarissa nothing didn't get anything we're all in the same house we're all like whatever sharing the same everything and nobody you know half of us get it half of us don't so weird how that is (laughs) crazy yeah how about you and then and then we could get into more of the week yeah so luckily we are all well all the willets are well and we are gearing up for our trip to hawaii we're going to maui for a week and this is, it's very strange work-wise. Like, are you going to be working from there? 
No, I, I took oh, took okay. the week off. You know, uh, by <laughs> under penalty of uh, Anne. <laughs> I'm not even. We're, we don't even leave. We we leave Tuesday early Tuesday morning. But I took Monday off as well because we got oh, prep sure. prep and all that stuff. Right, and the kids right. are home, so we gotta we gotta do stuff. But I will say, like as far as work goes, like prepping. This is the first vacation that I've taken where. I have day-to-day responsibilities that that need tending to while I'm away. <laughs> you know, for for many years I was, you know, working on projects that were like nice to haves, you know, <laughs> and like things that people used and and I got things going and then by the time I got, you know, to a vacation time, I could wrap a project up and then shelve all the projects until I got back. Now I'm in a place where I'm managing you know, all the, all the spots for XD and that doesn't stop in a week, you know? (laughs) So I had like, Hey, more money, more problems. (laughs) So I wish there was more money, (laughs) (laughs) more work, more problems. Uh, but I had like, I think I had like 30 plus spots this week to, that I had while I'm gone. So you basically have to like set it all up. I tried to get stuff done before I left and then you have to hand stuff off and nothing is done, or at least in my case, nothing. I've never done anything as well as when I'm about to hand it off to a coworker. <laughs> and I guess, I don't know. I, I was telling somebody, I was like, you know, too many times I've gotten like trying to figure out where things are, or what's going on when not somebody else is on vacation and you're just trying to, to limp through and, and make it happen, you know? So this week, I just, I spent the whole week trying to knock things out early, trying to push things off till I get back. And there's still like this huge, you know, glut of spots that have to be pushed through this week. So, you know, just, I, I crossed all my T's, I dotted all my I's, I made sure it was like as impeccable as possible, handing it off to to various coworkers, you know. Well, there you go. I mean, you made everyone else's job easier. Hopefully, because they're because they're adding it to their plate. Their st- their work doesn't stop. You know, what I mean, they're just oh right, they're just okay, taking on my stuff that I that I took you know from them about a year ago or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It's very interesting. Well, look at you, look at you <laughs> taking care of business. Yeah. All right, and you're gonna be gone Tuesday to Tuesday. Tuesday to Sunday. We get back, so the kids and I go back. Oh, not even a full week. No, five days. Okay. And is this like a timeshare thing, or it's uh, it's part of a timeshare thing. Yeah, we we got a we got a deep discount, so we can go we go on the little two hour ninety minute tour, you know, <laughs> get some get some extra Bonvoy points for the tour, and and this is Maui. Maui. You guys were in Maui the last time, right? We were in Maui last time, and I think that's where that's when I booked this one. I, we had a two bedroom suite this time, and Anne's like, "This is too bit too much for all of uh, for uh, just us four. And I was like, "I don't know, get another family to go with us or something." Wait, two bedroom is too much? Yeah, we usually get a one bedroom with a with a fold out and a cot. You know? Oh, I follow you. Yeah, yeah. So no, we do too. But that's when my kids are like, you know, seven and nine or whatever they yeah. are, or, or six and eight. <laughs> But if I have like, you know, near adult children, yeah, a two bedroom is probably appropriate. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you don't need your, you know, your nearly adult daughter like <laughs> out in the living room. You know? Yeah. She finally uh, fi- she finally got her driver's license in the mail, so she's happy about that. Ah, okay. Wonderful. We're we're cl- And then today, oh man. 
uh, today I cleaned the yard because it was like, oh, it's actually a nice day between the rains. And I think we got some rain coming in this week, even like before we, we leave. We do, yeah. And it's just going to make everything grow again. So I was like, Frank was out on his yard tending to it. I was like, oh, Anne, Anne and Audrey were running, doing errands for the trip. And I was like, Bryce was at a birthday party. So after I dropped Bryce off, I just spent like four hours on the yard, just like knocking it out, beating it back. Well, and that's funny. I've been working in ours, getting the Vancura farm going. Mm. And so I fixed a lot of PVC pipe that runs like from the house all the way down to the South 40 where uh, there's a hose spigot and such. Uh-huh. And I dug out an old post that this PVC pipe was attached to. And I don't get down but 18 inches, and there's the water table. Really? It was, yeah, it was insane. I'm digging down, and I'm digging into, like, water. Wow. I mean, it was, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And so, you know, I put this new pipe, in, not pipe, uh, pole in, just a 4 by 4 that I could put this PVC pipe just so it doesn't, like, get bumped into and crack off. Right, you right. Know? And next thing you know, it's flooding the yard. And then I also... Uh, screwed the hose like wrapping oh yeah whatever you call that thing that holds the hose I don't, right i don't know the name of it but the hose yeah I, I the hose it's like a reel right well yeah but it's this is just like a plastic oh, okay. type thing it wraps on you know right so it doesn't reel or anything just you it's a holder then it's just a hose holder it's a holder yeah. yeah exactly so i put that on there and i have raised beds and i have the soil in and i'm getting all ready for my tomatoes and everything but nice point being i was shocked at how high the water table is yeah no it's amazing i mean 18 inches i was digging into literal like i mean it was mud. water it was mud. I mean, like a lake yeah. You know, so crazy. We've been getting so much rain and such, you know, and and when you go all the way back to our yard, because we're we're kind of on a hill and the yard slopes down Mm -hmm. all the way at the back of our yard, though, there's just still standing water just sitting back there. Oh, you got to do something about that, right? Well, what am I going to (laughs) do? It's 100 feet from my house and it's about 10 feet below grade. Oh, okay. So let it sit back there. The only thing it's going to do is breed mosquitoes. That's what I was concerned about. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Is that too far away from you to worry about it? Well, mosquitoes fly. (laughs) But fortunately, it's been chilly. But no, I mean, the mosquito. I mean, I have a feeling we will have mosquitoes pretty bad this year yeah. but um we typically don't but who knows maybe i don't know um and then yeah clarissa worked really hard about the past three months i mean she was maybe even more than that she was pretty tenacious people for bikes has this like ride incentive program okay so your company corporation whatever it is can set up a ride incentive program to where they help you establish um, using this app they have called ride spot and it you could do different incentives like most miles ridden okay most trips ridden you know and such and i know some people like badges like badges on fitbit or something kind of yeah kind of and it, it you could do it though like they have some people that live out of town you know they live in santa maria buellton whatever and they drive in and you might think oh well they can't ride in it's not fair right well what they did though they said well you don't have to necessarily ride to work but ride to the grocery store, ah. drop your kids off at school, ride to a friend's house, you know, anything like that to leave the car behind. And, and you know, when you look at trips, mileage and all that kind of stuff you do and they're giving away um, anybody who participates 
per quarter, they throw your name into a raffle for like, you know, 50 or $100 gift certificate, nice. whatever, and stuff like that. So, yeah, so that went to the board, the Lompoc Valley Medical Center, like the, the hospital district board. There's, I don't know, half dozen board members, whatever. Mm-hmm. The board approved it. And so... Clarissa has like an interview thing where she's going to meet with the people for bikes crew that put this thing on. And cool. She's the ambassador because she <laughs> got the thing going. And that's what they call her. She So it's like I didn't realize I was married to an ambassador, you know. <laughs> and you're the bike guy. She's really like uh, taking on this mantle of. Uh... Oh, your, she totally has your she, bike, your bike people now. You're yeah. Yeah. People <laughs> for bikes, bike people. So, yeah, I couldn't be more proud of her. You know, I mean, she really I mean, and she took this all on herself. I mean, I didn't say like, you should do this. Right. You know? right. Like, no, none of that. She's just like, what do you think? You know, like, this is what I sent to her. This is the email I sent. I'm like, oh, wow. cool. You know? <laughs> and my doctor sits on the board and I had my doctor's appointment. And I said, Dr. Lemsdane, uh, Clarissa is trying to get this thing going. And, you know, and he mountain bikes and rides and stuff. So I think he had a big part in it, though. Um, and he knows her, of course, because he's a doctor. She's she, and she's an RN. Right. And he said, no, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, we got to get more people active and so on. And so, on. well, you know, there's like whatever, 900 people in the hospital district. And I think they have like in the past just couple of days like it's only been up for like a couple of days at this point, And they already have 20 people registered. That's awesome. Wow. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. I mean, I thought that was really cool. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, other than getting over being sick, getting the farm going, and Clarissa's biking. Speaking of farms, let's talk about beef. (laughs) It's a different kind of beef. That's right. So A24 partners with Netflix. And they do a series, right? It's a crazy series. Well, yeah. I mean, but what I'm saying, though, is like, A24 was, uh, who are they partnered with most? I think uh, Amazon, right? It feels like it was Amazon A24. They did a bunch, you know, and I think Amazon had a lot of first, first, uh, first look deals with the theatrical stuff that A24 was doing. Exactly. So, yeah. So this is them branching out for sure. So, yeah. So Beef is a series with... Oh man, I didn't look that up. Do you know <laughs> Stephen Yen? Yo, Yuen Yin? Steve, yeah. Um, how I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> but I thought Negan took him out, though. I know, right? Like uh, every time I see that guy, like I can't get past <laughs> Negan just bashing him in the uh, head. Well, remember we for a whole for a whole off season we thought he was dead under the car, right? No, not the car. It was the uh, the dumpster. Dumpster, dumpster. Right. He climbed under the dumpster and he hid and he hid out, and then we found out he survived. Right. Um. But yeah. No. <laughs> so that's all you think about is is uh, what do you call it? Walking Dead. I think that was the season I checked out on. Uh, uh, totally, Negan. Well, when he, when he, yeah, Negan though, but when he like bashed them all in the head and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, me too. Me too. That was, I think I, I think I did the same. I saw that whole sitting in a circle in the, the bat. Yeah. And then I'm out. And, and then I, and then like passing by, didn't Negan became like, uh, friendlier or something. He got like, he got like a, he got know, like a makeover. Man. Anyway, so this is beef. This is different. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to talk about like uh, season fourteen or something. I mean, like, dude, it, that 
walking dead. Uh, so one of these days we should just like just plow through <laughs> and just just to get it off just so we don't don't ever have to talk about it again <laughs> god um but so here here's the thing so today so beef it's it's on my mind so beef is on your mind so beef was on my mind today i clean the yard right so there's a little little more of what we're doing and you know, luckily, luckily, nobody listens to this, so it's fine. <laughs> so I clean the yard, and and I'm done. And I, you know, and spent you after you spend four hours cleaning your yard, you know, you put I'm putting all the tools away, getting all the stuff cleaned up, whatever. Right. And I walk out front. No, I go to the. I'm going to go pick up Bryce at his birthday party, right from his birthday party. So I go, I go in, I shower, I you know get ready, and I'm heading to the birthday party. And I pull out of the driveway, and right in the front, my front yard, which I've just mowed, and like I, you know, and I don't blow out into the street. You know, you see those guys, and they're blowing out no, into I know the street. What you mean. Yeah, I blow towards the curb. And I scoop it and I scoop all that I can. And maybe that last little, you know, half scoop that's not going to go anywhere. I kind of spread it. You blow in Frank's yard. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't blow anywhere near Frank. Frank Frank's yard is so impeccable. He could he would he would know if I blew a, 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 a speck of dirt right. over there. Right. But I go I'm driving out. And right as I sit on the curb, God, I look over at my yard and our na- my neighbor to that side has had a pile of trash there for over a month. Just 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 a pile of trash, you know? That's the worst. And some of it is just like loose trash. So some like, you know that that flyer stuff that you get in the mail, it's it's blowing into my yard, right? <laughs> which I just, you know, spent the last 4 hours, you know, cleaning by myself, right? And by the way, I prefer cleaning it by myself. You know, Anne always says, we got to get the kids out there. We got to get everybody out there. So I have to save it for days like today where everybody's occupied with other things. And I'm like, oh, I can just knock this out myself, you know. But I take this paper. I go to pick up the paper and I was going to just throw it in the trash. But the neighbor drives up to drive into her driveway. <laughs> so I pick up the paper and I'm looking at her over the, you know, she, her gate closes and I just look at her as she's getting out. And I was like, when are you planning on getting rid of this pile of trash in your front yard? And she's like, who are you? I don't need to tell you what I'm doing. So you asked her that? Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I said, I'm your neighbor. <laughs> like, what? this is blowing into my yard now. Like, you have so much loose trash up here that it's blowing into my yard. So we had a beef, right? Like, <laughs> I have a legit beef with my neighbor. But yeah, no, for <laughs> so sure. So Anne comes out and is like, leave him alone and whatever. And Anne doesn't want to stir the soup. Doesn't want con- confrontation. Right. So Anne has a mani petty that she has per, uh, scheduled for the evening, and so she goes out of the mani petty. I'm trying to muster the kids to to get them uh, get them going. Oh, we go to so I go to the birthday party. Don't think anything of it. There's some good food at the birthday party. I call Anne, Anne and Audrey. I'm like, Anne, Audrey, come come to this birthday party. We got some food here. You know, they have tons of food. We need people to eat it. So Anne says the guys are taking the trash and they're throwing it in their yard. And they gave me a dirty look when I drove by. And I was like, whatever. Wait, they're throwing it in whose yard? Their own yard. They were taking the, oh, okay. taking the trash the and throwing it over the fence into their yard. That's kind of weird. Why not throw it in a, so- in a trash can? 
because the trash cans are all full. Whatever. Like, okay, he's taking some action, right? Yeah. And go and goes to her Manny Petty. I have the kids trying to pack up for for Hawaii. Knock, knock, knock on the door. Who is it? Neighbor. No, it's off Officer Cooper. <laughs> it's police. two police. Two policemen show up at my door, and they're like, "What?" Um, the woman next door felt threatened. I was like, the gate was closed. What is she threatened about? Is she threatened by her trash that she leaves on the side? And I didn't know that she they had cleaned it. Oh, my God. It's the book, Ted. It's the book. <laughs> they cleaned it all up. What book? What do you mean? The Codling of the American Mind. You threatened her. <laughs> threatened her through the fence. Whatever. So, you know, and, and the guys are there and I'm like. She called the cops? She called the you, cops. I was like. Because you said pick up your trash? <laughs> Because I said pick up her trash. Yes. What? And then I didn't. I didn't even look over there when I when I drove home. But you know the cops finally like, oh, do you want to just have a talk with them? I'm like, sure, I'll talk to them. Like, I'll talk to them with you guys. You know what I mean? So they're like, all right. So we'll go get them back. You know. And I said, but I don't want them on my property. Like, we'll talk on the street. So I walk out to the street and I call Frank and I'm like, Frank. Meet me outside. He goes, oh, University of Houston just won. We made it in the 316. So <laughs> good timing. Good timing. I'm like, no, Frank, meet me outside right now. <laughs> oh, my God. So because he's going to because he and I kvetch about this thing every week. You know, every week we're like, yeah, look, at, for sure. look at that pile right. of garbage over there. When are they going to do something about it? Never. What? So he he gets out there and they finally get the guy out there. And I look over there and it's all gone. <laughs> they completely. So they threw it over the fence. Yeah. Then they called the police. And obviously the police, if they had seen a pile of garbage, they'd be like, oh, so this is it. And I had taken a picture of the pile of garbage like a really long time ago. But I was like, you know, you're there with cops, you know, and and your neighbor. (laughs) I was I kept I can't believe they called the police on you because you you called them on their trash. I know. I just kept saying to them, I was like, I can you get her for wasting your time? Like I'm paying your your salaries to to do this, and she's she's calling you out for nothing. Like, the, you know? Wow. So this this was my like oh a beef just came out. Like this is this is beef. This is what this is what a beef is. <laughs> Can you imagine? I will have to say though, like I do have good relationships with my neighbors. Right. All my neighbors. I mean, across the street, side to side and stuff. <laughs> You're like, lucky. We're all cordial. We're friends. Like, you know, they come to parties. We go to their parties. Right. Everybody, you know, it's Christmas. Everybody's hanging out doing, you know, like we have good relationships with our neighbors. So, I, I mean, I couldn't be more thankful for that. Yes. You know, even with that, though, if my neighbor was like, I don't know. No, doing fill in the blank. I don't even care what they're doing. And I said, like, hey, you know, like, this is the thing. Right. That's like disrupting the neighborhood. Like you got a pile of trash (laughs) or something. The last thing I would anticipate, even if they did it to me, like, Jim, your weeds are too big or something. Like, what am I going to do? Like, oh, fuck you, man. I'm going to call the cops. (laughs) Like what? I was like that escalated to a place that I didn't even imagine. Like, <laughs> exact. That's exactly my point, the, right? Like the cop said, "Luckily, there's no crime here." I'm like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> like, what crime could have been committed? Like, I don't understand." 
<laughs> well, but here's the thing, though, right? Here's the thing. Okay, they're worried about, like, trash in the yard. Well, let me back up. You're worried about trash in the yard. Okay, they clean it up. They call the cops that you're threatening them or whatever. Right. Whatever it is, right? All the atrocities in all the world... You question them on like blowing paper and <laughs> asking them to clean it up. Yet when you look at like methamphetamine, <laughs> you know, crack cocaine, right? You know, you're looking at fentanyl. I mean, the homeless problems. Yeah. People just like smashing, grabbing at like Ross. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever, right? Like Ted Willis, the problem. <laughs> like of all of la and all san francisco i mean you name it yeah like california is like falling apart (laughs) with drugs and crime homelessness smash and grabs catalytic converter theft i mean oh my god yeah all of it right no hell no man it's ted willett yeah you gotta get (laughs) questioning you on blowing fucking pamphlets what is the world coming to? So I hear a knock, the knock on the door. And when I go to the door, you, I expect, you know, uh, solar salesman, Jehovah's Witness, whatever. <laughs> and I'm trying on all my clothes for the trip, right? So I'm just like trying on shorts after shorts. And I found these. You have mismatched shorts with a shirt and tie. No, I have an old Fabletic shorts that were really small. Okay. And they look like short shorts. So I put them on. Do we see like little Teddy poking through? <laughs> no, but it's just like really tight. And I'm just like, this will take five seconds. I'm going to go, I'm going to just open the door. So I open the door and I have these tight, like, like yoga pants, but they're shorts and they're super tight. And I am talking to these cops and the cops are like, well, we can talk in the street right now. It's like, okay, give me a minute. (laughs) I got to change into some respectable yoga pants pants shorts that are too tight. (laughs) Oh my God. Now that's a beat. Oh, oh, sorry. That's more of my anyway, week. So anyway, this it's look. It looks dark for a series. It looks like a dark. It does look dark. Dark comedy, you know. And it's like uh, Ali Wong is 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 turn is turning uh, uh kind of doing a dramatic turn. I think you know it's nice. Right. I think it's gonna have uh highs and lows, and I I'm I'm ready for the trip. And it's funny, too. It's like I, I even put in my notes. I don't have enough angst to watch this movie or well, series. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I do like the smashing pumpkins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thread throughout the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. That was it's cool. That, that it's kind of that uh, early 90s nostalgia. Right. In a sense. I don't know if that's where this is going um, as far as, you know, the the story that they're trying to tell. But I did enjoy that. You know, I like when people threaten others with firearms through a, <laughs> through a cell, cell phone. phone. <laughs> like, what is she doing? <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Whatever she's saying, yeah. you know, I'm just like, what? She's in a, on a cell phone. Right, right. So a lot of this, I would say, does it take place like... I don't know. Is it like a Chinatown sort of a thing or something? Because you don't really see like there's a lot of Asians in the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, you see like a couple of white guys. There's no (laughs) black people in it or anything. You know, so is this is this like uh, uh, Maria Bella's in it, I think. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like at the end, you you see others. 
but does it take place in like an ethnic neighborhood or is that why it's like this or something? Do you know anything about that or? I do not know anything about that. Not that it matters. I was just wondering. I can't believe they're calling it a comedy. It really feels much darker than that. Oh, way darker than a comedy. You know, I don't know, though. It might be one of those kind of comedies where, like, you laugh. Like an Adam's Family. Ah, uh, okay. Right? Where it's it's kind of dark and so on. And, like, oh, Wednesday. You are the coldest daughter I could ever have had. Mother, that's the nicest thing you've ever <laughs> said to me. You know, right, something right, like right. that, right? Where it's like that kind of humor. But this one, this one feels like it's going to handle some serious topics let's get out of beef i don't know we had some crazy technical stuff just happen let's get into what we're watching yes and i know we have a couple that we watched ourselves you know i mean me meaning together together separate (laughs) uh servant episode 10 okay and the last of us so two what, what do you call it season finales i guess Okay. And then we could get into whatever else we're watching after that. So Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right, man. So what are your thoughts on Servant? I love the way that it ended. I think it was, uh, you know, if, if you could go up in a ball of fire like that, like, go for it, right? Like, I love the directing, though, because it was so, like, literally in your face. Yeah, yeah. It was in your face. Oh, there was there was something so something, you know, we're Ann and I are trying to watch stuff together and we're watching this other thing. It's some old, old Canadian like mystery, right? Like Agatha Christie, but with some inspector or whatever. And the the fit, the filming of it, the the cinematography of it is so poorly done Canadian television, like from 1980 or something like that. Okay, so M, not M Night Shyamalan. It's it's it it's in your face, but it has no reason for being like cut off above you know above your chin and at your forehead. Like it has no, it, there's no impactfulness in the way that they're doing it, but. M Night and and this and this crew, amazing. Oh, man. Like chef, chef's kiss on 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 the whole, you know, the cinematography, the the coming together. You know, when they're just standing around, it's really like it's 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 poignant. You know, I I you know I don't know. It's it's crazy. It was it was a crazy finale. Yeah, I agree. And this episode felt very different from the rest of the season, I thought. Yeah. It started and between episode nine and episode ten, the way episode ten began, I said to Clarissa, I said, Did we miss something? Was there like a an episode in here that we didn't see? Because it it felt almost <laughs> it was so different, it felt disjointed. Mm, okay. Yeah, the way they jumped into it i'm like the directing was so different in a, in a good way though i mean it was positive different but it's just it felt so right. different i it seemed as though there was an episode in between that we missed out on yeah by the way they did the jump cuts or whatever but i loved the ending it, everything about it was it came to a head like a big zit ready to be popped. <laughs> the one thing I don't really like, though, to be honest with you, they left it open for season two. Uh, uh, 
Well, I mean, this is the fourth season, so yeah, another season, yes. Well, okay, season two, you're right. <laughs> they left it open for another story. Another story, a second story is what I meant. With yeah. uh, with uh, Julian, right? With Julian as like the... I don't think... So I hope there's no more. I know, me <laughs> You know too. what I mean? I love, I love, I love the show, but when things are over, they need to be over. Exactly. I think, I thought, I felt it was a denouement. I felt it was like this, this extra little bite of something to kind of, it really, the whole, this whole episode rings like uh, a creepier sixth sense. Were you a fan of the movie? Oh, I love the movie. You didn't like the movie. I like the movie. It's no Unbreakable. Unbreakable is my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie. Okay. Um, but I do appreciate the sixth sense, right. the sixth sense. And to me, this, this really rings like uh, a sibling or a cousin of sixth sense. When you have the people walking around and they, they aren't dead people, but they're brought back from the dead people. Right. right. You know what I mean? They're, so they have this uh, fraternity, this whole uh, brotherhood, sisterhood. And it and it really it it permeate it permeates all walks of life and the sleeper uh, policewoman and you know what I mean it's like it's out there you know everybody's everybody's out there watching taking taking care and and can be called on at any minute so to me that was just like uh you know you thought everybody was off scot free but but Julian is not is not going to be let go so easily to start his life anew but that doesn't mean that we're going to have a a series revolving around revolving around him right just because they leave it to have that idea that there's going to be an a, a, another season with a new story it reminds me in a sense of how homeland was where oh yes you finished a story arc they hang Damian Lewis shows over shows over and then it goes into a whole other story arc right you know with Claire Danes which is fine you know that's yeah where, where it goes but that's what I get out of this is the story arc the the initial story arc is over and now you're gonna take you know Ron Weasley and you're going to bring him into a second story arc. And it's like, do I really want to invest in a whole new like, OK, sure, I get it's the same title servant. But do I want to get into a whole new story? Like, no, I don't want to just end it. You know, this 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 had we woven stories it had the uh, M. Night Shyamalan twist. Right. It had this great buildup, um, this hor horrific kind of torturous four seasons, you know, torturous for the characters, you know, uh, and just just leave it. Let it lay. It's it's it was it was well done. It was it's, you know, it's some of M. Night Shyamalan's early stuff. You know, he's kind of, I think. Unbreakable for me was his best, and I I like signs. Uh, I like the village. Not a fan of the Lady of the Lake. Not a Didn't fan of the happening. Didn't see that. Yeah, the happening. Um, and then not a fan of Split or even Glass. Good. The ones that you're not fans of, I haven't seen. <laughs> um, but so you know, th this is to me, this is a. a uh, a callback to his early days, I would agree and with that, yeah. it feels like 
you know, he's teaching the craft to his, his, uh, his children, which is amazing. Um, <laughs> what a great family business to be a part of, to Why have, not? to have that right. You know? And, uh, yeah. And let me say this whole Nepo baby thing, forget it. It's so stupid. Do you know the Nepo baby stories? No. The people are, so people are up in arms that, uh, Colin Hanks and, you know, all these actors and directors, children are getting jobs because their parents oh, are nepotism. these actors and directors. Yeah. They call them Nepo babies, right? Okay. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, it's your family business. <laughs> it's what you do. Like, you know what I mean? Like when you're on set, you have, you know, you, you have your kids around you. They're in the business. They're around the business. It's your business. If you're not helping your kids out, Audrey said the other day, she's like, if you are related to them and you're trying to do it and you're not doing it, like shame on the family for not leveraging the, the talent and the connections that you have for that, you know? So. What do you think about that? I mean, there's nepotism in everything. It's not it's not a thing, right? I, I guess my feeling about nepotism to a degree is people try and stop nepotism like through government regulations when you think about jobs that are in the public sector. Yeah. So if you have a public sector job, education, government of any kind, and you're going to, you know, hire your buddies and you're going to like whatever you're going to do with like public sector unions and all this stuff. And our RFK as the attorney general, whatever it was. Right. Yeah, exactly. If you're going to do something with a public sector job that requires maybe you hire people on merit or whatever it might be because it's the government. Right. I can see the complaint with nepotism in a situation like that. If it's a production company and dad's a big time director and he's going to create a show and he's going to get daughter or son directing an episode and dad's going to like as an apprentice and dad's going to be like the journeyman who's going to like teach them the apprenticeship. Yeah. Yeah. Of course he's going to do. Why wouldn't he do that? <laughs> I mean, Ron Howard and Dallas Bryce Howard. Right, right. Right? I mean, I'm just saying, that's, like... That, that's one of them. It's what you do. Yeah. Even uh, J Jamie Lee Curtis is like, uh, you know, she's... Uh, I forget that she's uh, Hitchcock. Her, her mother's the, you know, the original Scream Queen, you know? <laughs> so... Oh, that was from Birds, I think, right? Oh, was it? I think yeah. It was it, I thought it was Psycho. Psycho or Birds? Yeah, one of them. Or was it Psycho? I, right. I know who you're talking about, though. Yeah. So, I mean, and obviously she got into the business and, you know, I just think that's what you do. I don't, you know, and I think it's just because you have your foot in the door doesn't mean that you're going to be successful, you know, in doing that thing, that craft. You know what I mean? Like you have to have, you know, if you know how to paint inside the lines, eventually you're not going to get the roles or the jobs or the the positions unless you have some skills and craft. And that's right. I mean, you kind of beat me to the punch. That was my next comment was going to be that, you know, okay, let's look at Paris Hilton. You know, I mean, yeah. why is Par Paris Hilton Paris Hilton? Well, because she's Paris Hilton. <laughs> Once that whole 
party scene thing fell out of favor. I mean, okay, you're like 20 to 27. Yeah. There was like a half a decade there where she was like known for going to parties. Right, right. She tried some acting. She was awful. (laughs) Whether or not she did her reality TV stuff on MTV or whatever it was or not, she's still a billionaire because of grandpa. (laughs) Right, exactly. There's nothing that we're going to say or do that's going to say that she can't be in Hollywood or something. She's there because of who she is. Right, right. Clearly... Hollywood and acting and the roles and who's ever directing and casting and all the people that do the jobs are like, no, you suck at your job. Like you can't act. (laughs) You're terrible. Doesn't she's still a billionaire. No, you're wonderful, but we're going another direction. (laughs) We're going right. Exactly. Whatever, whether she can act or not isn't even the point. Right. She's still a billionaire. Yeah. Because of her family heritage and everything. So, I mean, right. M. Night Shyamalan, if he gets his nepotism family into it, he should. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's one of those things where I think it's just it's sour grapes for some people. Yeah. Exactly. Again, I think if it's public sector stuff, police holding on to getting family into police, I I could see that argument. You know, you still have to take the test. You still have to do. That's a family. That's a family business, too. It's sort of is, though. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Chicago, New York. I'm, you know, I've seen the town or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) But I could see that, you know. Right. Because you're looking at, you know, like. Everybody has a fair and equal chance to get those jobs, or at least should. Right. I don't think I have a fair and equal chance to become a director. (laughs) There's nothing I'm going to do that's going to get me through the door to be like, oh, I could direct movies. Yeah. No. Like, I have, I know nothing about it. <laughs> but if my dad was doing it and he's like, and, you know, I've, I'm learning from one of the all time greats. Yeah. Well, then, okay, sure. Right. Right. You know, so I, I don't have an issue with that kind of stuff, especially when it's like <laughs> private business stuff. And let me just last comment, though, and it goes along with the Paris Hilton comment. Yes. Quentin Tarantino, for example, if his son comes up or daughter or whatever comes up and they're like, oh, daughter of Quentin Tarantino going to make movies. And the whole thing is, you you know, the whole thing they're playing off is daughter of Quentin Tarantino. And we're going to go to AMC. (laughs) If it's terrible, it's terrible. Right, right. I don't care if it's his daughter or son or whatever. Mm -hmm. If they can make some outrageously good movies or TV or whatever. Yeah. Then by all means, I just want to see good stories that are well-written and well-directed and well-produced. If they're good at it, by all means, they're going to make money at it. The market will will fish them out and say, no, you suck. <laughs> what the market will bear. Exactly. exactly. And, and speaking of uh, well-directed, well-acted, well-played, you want to go on to our uh, The Last of Us? Yeah, incredible. So you wa- you watch the whole thing. You're all done with that. Watch the whole thing, and it's just like so so few clickers, right? Like the clickers, the clicker count, it just melts away, right? It's all about humans on humans. It's you know, it's the human interaction. Yeah, but okay, 
we talk about this with a lot of post-apocalyptic things. Right. I mean, to include the walk, and I, I like, I always have to go back to the Walking Dead because it's right. like the walkers, <laughs> the biters. They'd always come up with every other name but zombie, right? <laughs> and in this one too, it's like the clickers and stuff. It's like, okay, whatever. Clickers, yeah, or the prilosex. What are they called? <laughs> no, wasn't isn't that like for uh, hemorrhoids? <laughs> <laughs> it is a medicine, but <laughs> whatever. But it was something like that. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I think you said it best when we first started watching this. They just jumped to the middle of The Walking Dead. <laughs> the Walking Dead had to, you know, wait seven seasons before they figured out, like, oh, it's really about the inner human conflict exactly that 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 that, that actually take will take place, and that you know. Getting away from zombies is only mildly interesting in a flat kind of way, you know? Well, and how many times are you running from zombies and shooting them in the head? I mean, like, right. Like that gets old really quick. So, so here's the, here's the debate that was, that was, that was uh, already played out the whole time at the end of the game. Did Joel do the right thing? Well, okay. I sent you the trolley car problem. Right. For those that don't know, if you've never had a psych 101 class, I mean, the char- the, the trolley car problem is there's a track, a train track, and a switch. A trolley track. A trolley yeah. track, whatever, <laughs> but, but and a switch. And a switch, right. And there's a child on one track, and the trolley car is full of a bunch of old folks, and you throw the switch to kill the kid and save the trolley full of people? Right. Or do you throw the switch to kill everybody and save the child? And Joel uh, decided it was best to save the child and kill everybody else. Right. And 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 I think to me, so my understanding of the trolley car problem is like it's an ethical dilemma. It's an ethical dilemma that's always played out in in layers. First, they say, "All right, there's five people that'll die if you don't throw the switch, and there's one person that'll die if you throw the switch." And then you're like, "All right, well, obviously, I'm going to throw the switch, and one person will die." All right, what if the one person's a child and the five people are old? Oh, well, then the potential of the life of that person, the old, old people have already had their lives. Now, what if you know the kid or what if you know one of the adults and you don't know the kid? <laughs> you know, that it's always like, oh, well, now I, now I have my moral dilemma fully, fully, uh, you know, boiled up, fully cooked up for me. Well, and you have like bias involved and yeah, it, right. Right, exactly. But the but for me the question is like it's the selfish thing to do, right? Like he did it for himself. He was in a place where he had already not wanted to finish the job and go to the place and get the fireflies to do the thing. So he had already decided even before they got there that he didn't want to give up. What's her name? Ellie? Ellie. Uh yeah. Ellie. So he wanted to take Ellie back to her brother's ranch and just live out their days, you know? But the question to to me, the question is a little bit beyond that. It's the lying to Ellie. How does that hit you? Like the choice is the choice he made. But then to hold on to that lie and tell her that there's other people and there's no cure and whatever that didn't work and you know there's no reason in wasting your life to to find something that's not going to happen that's to me that's the question right like she she asked for the truth you know she can she handle the truth it doesn't matter like 
as a parent, I don't know. I, and this is this is something that parents struggle with, right? Like, how truthful do you? How truthful are you with your children? And you're truthful to their age, right? Like, you take their age and you you do the parental calculus and you say, like, all right, at this age, I could be this truthful about this amount of stuff, you know? Right? Like, yes. And then I think you need to layer on like post-apocalyptic age. <laughs> Oh, she's definitely older than her years. Exactly. With her. <laughs> That's what I mean. So she's already seen so many things. She's all she she's not dumb. And I think she's needling because she knows that, he, that this isn't Joel. Like, I think the roles are reversed here a little bit that Ellie knows and Ellie is kind of wanting to do the selfless thing where Joel is just enjoying having what he felt like could be a family again. And it was, in a a sense, his daughter reincarnate. Mm -hmm. And you saw that play out over and over. Right, baby girl. Baby girl. Exactly. And and, and (laughs) he had something that he lost, whatever it was, 20 years prior. Yeah. And he he got to have that again. There's something to be said for his emotion, but then it brings down that he's human. Because I think it's easy on the outside to say, oh, let her go. You saved the entire world. and Saved the world, yeah. You know, all the humanity and all this stuff. But then when you look at him, for example, it's like we're all weak. To We have weaknesses at some point. And you look at losing his daughter and 20 years goes by of him like doing the Fedra thing. Yeah. And then finally he... He gets out to possibly save humanity. And then when faced with the actual thing that you need to do to save humanity, he cowers and says, no, I, I'm just going to like, I, I, you know, I can't lose another one. Right. So he's human in the end, you know. And it's so funny that you say <laughs> he's human in the end. And yet he's so badass, like. You say it's selfish. You call it cowering. You know what I mean? Like he couldn't make the hard call and yet he goes through that hospital like a i think those are different things though oh totally different things but it's like but it's like he's a machine and it's like uh it's like a video game oh, <laughs> like oh i was a about third to say person that. shooter i love how it's like he goes through the thing and he's like it's like a video game, like a first person shooter or third person shooter, I guess. And as he's like capping people, he's like picking up ammo packs. and Right, exactly. You know, it's, it's so video game at the end there, you know. And, but but it's so fun to see the parts and you're like, oh, these are the these are the cut scenes and these are the these are the action scenes. And to hear the creators of the show say like, all right, we have to be truthful to the game. But we can't just you can't spend hours playing out the gameplay that is fun for a person playing a video game. You got to just kind of get through the action, get through the action, uh, action setups to get to the story parts, you know. So it's kind of a reversal. Yeah. And one of the things I wonder, too, I never played the game. Me either. One of the things I wonder, though, so the people that played the game. Did they know how it was going to end? Yes. Well, I think some some people wanted to end differently. <laughs> yeah. So in other words, like if you play Portal, you know it ends when you get out of the underground lair and they play the Portal song at the end, right? Okay. So... <laughs> 
Portal's a great game. But it, but with this one, it's like, is this how the game ended where they they all survive and they just go back to the to the fort in Wyoming? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Ellie, Ellie and Joel survived just like this. And this is the end of the game. And I think that that's why the moral conundrum of the, you know, Joel Ellie trolley car is, is being rekindled here. Yeah, because uh, I don't know. Like I said, I'd like to play. I might, I might get the game. I don't know. You know, put it on my on my PC. It's it's supposedly coming on PC, so you know, my my son might play it. He said. Yeah, and I heard the game's kind of old too. Yeah, super old. Yeah, like ten or fifteen years. I know. I had no idea. Like me either. Know, it's so weird. Not not in the gaming, not in the gaming community. So I I know me neither. But <laughs> okay, with that, just to wrap it up, we watched Adam's Family Values. Okay. Um. So last week was Adam's Family, and this week was Adam's Family Values, and it was uh, I loved it. You know, the kids born with the mustache. <laughs> so it was very good. Did the boys like it? Oh yeah, they they watched it again tonight. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, they usually do that. We'll watch a movie and then they watch it the second day because they liked it so much. <laughs> so they watch it two days in a row. I mean, obviously, that's an old movie, just like Adam's Family was from the 90s, you know, but right. still it was. And it's great seeing like some old actors. And then it's like, where are they now? You know, and and all that stuff. How about you? Anything else you've been watching? Uh, Anna and I watched a little uh, four part doc on mh370 have you heard of this never heard of it it was a plane that left uh indonesia and was headed to beijing and then it took like a left turn was that the one that disappeared and and it vanished yeah yes i do know that one okay so yeah you remember the story you remember the things uh 300 i think 300 people lost no sign of wreckage for a while. Right. There's this one. There's this one guy who finds, you know, found like dozens of pieces of wreckage, and you know, they're like, "Oh, is he in, in cahoots with the Russians or whomever took this thing down?" Or so it's a fun little four fun. Sorry, that's so awful. Fun. It's I'm so yeah, sorry. you're laughing. That's they're so fun. Ah, Indonesian <laughs> air goes missing over the uh, Indian Ocean. It was so much fun. Uh, <laughs> It just, I, I, yeah, it's horrible. So that's a horrible thing to say. No, but was it good though? It was good. It, it, it was. It, it tried to, and uh, see, and maybe that's why, that's why I could kind of be. They had some interviews with the families, and they had some interviews with that. But in the end, it really felt more like a conspiracy mystery kind of thing. Mm, okay. And this is what Anne's biggest problem with it was they didn't they didn't spend time with the family and I think that's how you kind of it's not a light subject but it was a way to kind of distance yourself from the the pain of what means. Okay. And you know, you could have spent more time with the family. There's one French um husband and father who they do spend some time with, but he was kind of like wrapped up in some of the conspiracies and stuff like that. So they really spent time unwrapping the possibilities and trying to figure out who did what. And this, anything that's like this has this real life angle 
where Anne can pull out her laptop and, and dive headlong into article upon article of like a corroborating like other stories about this guy or this other guy. And, and, and she's that, that's what makes her happiest, like doing the investigation alongside of the, right, right, the show. Right. Cause then something will come up. This is, and to me, this is why what makes it fun for me. Something will come up in the show. And she'll be like, oh, I read that. I read, you know, because it's a four part series. So we didn't watch it all in one night. So she's reading it. She's ahead of the game. (laughs) She's ahead of the game. She's like, oh, I read about that. I read about that. And I'm just like, oh my God, you're so invested. Like, (laughs) hilarious. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Anything else? No, that was pretty much it for the week. Um, How'd your beer finish? Oh, my beer is finishing very nicely. It's dark. It lost some of the sweetness. I was going to ask, did the sweetness carry through or did that like fade off? It faded and now it's just a uh, a flatter stout, you know, just uh, lost some carbonation and the sweetness. But it is a solid, nice chocolatey stout. Well, you know, over the time we spent like navigating uh, <laughs> IT problems. My, my, my IT issues. <laughs> right. How about yours? Yeah, it was, I mean, it hit the mark. It was on point with, I mean, the way a Belgian gold nail finishes. I mean, it's it's awesome. Again, the coriander, the banana that you kind of get from those sort of beers. It was so on point. Couldn't go wrong. Awesome. Yeah, definitely solid. So, all right, Ted. Well, hey, man, you are going to be in Hawaii, so we're not going to record this yeah. coming week. Right. You guys have a hell of a time we will we will get some sun get out of the rainy southern california (laughs) weather i mean it's hard to say like southern california is terrible weather but you know hey this year we do so you gotta go to hawaii to get some good weather so get to maui i know i know gotta gotta escape to to maui we'll see yeah and just wish us luck that we can see some whales it's kind of the end of the whale season okay whales and hopefully your neighbor doesn't uh while you're gone doesn't trash your property <laughs> oh i gotta tell frank yeah, i gotta frank, ask frank to, like, just keep an eye on I it know, I know, so. T- tip that uh tip that ring camera up a little bit yeah so you're leaving tuesday <laughs> Um, it's supposed to be raining here. Well, here in Lompoc anyway. Yeah. It's supposed to be raining tomorrow again. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow. It's raining on Monday and Tuesday, I think, for us. Yeah. Tomorrow, Monday and yeah, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we're supposed to be getting rain. But yeah, no, you guys have a great time and uh, we'll see Thank you in you. two weeks. couple weeks. Awesome. So, all right, Ted, you have a good night, man. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. Good night, Ted. Good night. Next week, join Jim and Ted as they disarm another Hollywood bomb or marketing masterpiece. Remember, the holy trinity of podcasting. Subscribe, like, share. Special thanks to Jeremy Kent Jackson for the voiceover and Rogelio for the music.